What's up, everybody? This is Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. You're listening to Two Tree Guys Podcast. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the show, to the Two Tree Guy Podcast show. Myself, Phil Rogacki, and... Jared Abergina. Here, uh, another episode of Gear Talk here, guys. Um, you know, this show is um, its something that I've, I've, I've kind of, this has become one of my passions of getting on here and talking to you guys and everything. And I'm just excited to keep bringing these uh, episodes to you, to everybody out there on gear. Uh, and then some of these other episodes that are coming, we're going to be having our safety talk that's going to be happening. Uh, what's your story? Hearing individuals, people's story about how they got in the industry, people uh, that were along their way that helped them elevate themselves uh, in this career and where they are now. And then our full episodes where we have individuals that are traveling all over the country who comes into this uh, our studio, drinks beer with us, goes out to eat with us, and we just have the best time. So I just want to say I love doing this. I love doing this, and and I better love doing it because we don't get freaking paid for doing this, okay? So there is no money that comes our way. But you know how you can help and you can support us if you're listening? Pay the mother effing fee. And you know what that fee is? Share it. That's all we ask. Share it. Put it out there uh, so other people can enjoy it too because if you're listening to it, you're enjoying it right now. Uh, and if this is your first time, you're going to listen to this all the time. So share it on your page and everything like that. But this is our gear talk. This is where we're going to break down different manufacturers, products, gear, safety, usage, care, uh, manuals, uh, everything about different gear. Um, and if you guys want different products or you want us to be able to discuss certain things, please send it in to us. Uh, DM us. Tell us what you want to hear next because Every single month and every week, we're going to bring you some new products and new gear that you guys are using out in the field. Uh, and then we're going to have some of our manufacturers that will come in and our, our partners, our alliances, uh, who will come in here and talk about their gear uh, for us for there. So uh, this episode, I'm going to let Jared take it off, take it away of what we're going to be talking about here. Awesome. Well, you know, it takes a special person to do this, and uh, I'm glad Phil's passionate and he loves doing this because this is not my passion. Uh, he drags me along. Lies, I, don't, I don't know why I'm lies, here on the show. So. Lies. <laughs> you know you freaking love it. You know you love it. I mean, you know, this guy dresses he, up for this show. Oh, uh, yeah. It's brought to you by Tackle Warehouse. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Tackle one day Warehouse. I'm going to get a sponsor. Tackle. Oh, I, shit, I gonna, forgot to yeah, tag him gonna, in the last one. I'm going to get a little closer so everybody sees my, Tackle my, my Warehouse. support here. He's also been working out, so he wants to show you his muscles. <laughs> Yeah, I'm almost on six six months sober. No, no nicotine, no chew, and no alcohol. So it's a uh, I'm on a but on a, a lot of Starbucks. No, no Starbucks, man. A lot of water. Anyway, um, yeah. So I'm gonna kick this off. Uh, you know, this is one thing. This might be kind of silly to some of you guys uh, listening in, but this is a, a small piece of gear that goes a long way. And <clears throat> I haven't been a climber for many years. You know, I love these products that. Uh, you keep on your harness that can that can do multiple things. You know, I wasn't I was never the guy that brought the kitchen sink on my harness, and I go up a tree and have you know 25 carabiners and all these extra slings and pulleys and all this stuff that I didn't need. 
Um, I was very tactical about my approach in climbing, rigging, whatever it is, and I brought what was what was necessary. So this was one thing that went a lot a long way for me, and uh, and I'm gonna share it. So you know, it's as simple as something as this sling that that's in front of me here. So this is this is a Dyneema sling. All right, and we'll talk a little bit about Dyneema and, and, and other fibers that are out there, but um, this is just one specific type of sling. This one's made by Petzl. Like I said, there's a lot of other slings out there that I use, and um, I'm a big fan of. This is just one that I had uh, in inventory that was brand new and not bringing out a big moldy, or a moldy, <laughs> dirty, stinky, wet sling. So um, that being said, these little guys go a long way. Um, they're small, they're compact, they're light, they fit on your harness, whether you use them or, or not, but they're always there and they can be used in a variety of situations. So um, from aerial, from, from rescue perspectives, from, you know, working production, um, just safety in general, being able to sling something up. Uh, if you get in a pinch, uh, tie a piece of equipment off, uh, redirect yourself in the tree to put in a better work position. This sling goes a long way. So, um, like I said, Petzl, Petzl uh, sling, this is called the Saint Anu, or I don't know how to pronounce it. It's it's French. It's A-N-N-E. How do you, how do you say it in French, Anu, Bob? Saint Anu. Anu, or what did you say earlier? Oh. 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 <laughs> 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 God, you're killing me. <laughs> but anyway... Um, Love these things. You know, this is one of the the first one. Actually, not one of the first ones. Um, they used to be, you know, two inches wide, and there were polyester nylon slings. They were really kind of thick, and uh, I don't know. It's not that they were really in the in the way. They just got more advanced, and the fibers, you know, different fibers came out with different types of slings, uh, like this um, Dyneema, which is um, very strong. You know, mm-hmm. twenty two kilonewtons, which you know, I'm embarrassed. You caught me off guard on the last show, and you're like, "What's a kilonewton?" I'm like, "Oh gosh, I, I don't know why I just spit out 220 pounds, but it's 222.4 pounds is a kilonewton, and mm-hmm. I got to redeem myself because I'm I'm like I know that I just it's, it's I like felt the, you caught me like <laughs> well, it's like the time where I said what what I say Benjamin Frank Franklin created the light bulb, <laughs> and then it was like my first episode. It was literally like weeks later. I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm an idiot." <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, yeah hey, that, that you know what? That's what happens on the on this on these podcasts, guys. Uh, um, you know, none of this stuff is rehearsed. We're not, you know, <laughs> writing out scripts and you know discussing all this prior. You know, we get on here, we have some ideas, and we bring it to you guys. And I'm sure, you know, down the road we're gonna look back and go, that was wrong, that was wrong, that was wrong. Uh, but you know what? The beauty about podcasts is we have other podcasts, and we get to redeem ourselves because we just seen Jared redeem himself. So. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, Let's talk about some of the different uses on that, you know, and how you actually use it. Yeah. So what you can see here, this one's pretty long. This is probably around three feet. I think it's, I think that's, uh, they go by centimeters, which I don't run in centimeters, but um, basically 36 inches. This one's a little long for me, but what I do is I'll keep a long one like this and then, you know, my two footer, which is kind of on my daily. But I'd recommend if you don't know the application to use it for, um, buy all three different sizes and then keep them on your harness, and you'll you'll start to see when when they'll become uh, of use and have their value in in their. How do you store it on your harness? 
before you go into the uses. Yeah, so good. I see I see a lot of people wind them up and they wrap them up like this. You know, they'll actually the wrong side there. They'll take it and they'll they'll do the wraps and whatnot. I've seen uh, the long ones. You can take them in half and then you can daisy chain them. I'm a big fan of daisy chaining. So basically, just a bunch of little slip knots. So take a slip, take take multiple slips in there. You pack this thing up real tight. This is how I stow mine. And um, there's your daisy chain. Boom. Clip it together. And it's nice and tiny. Put it away when you need it. Pop it right out. Opens up. So Perfect. Uh, good way to stow it. And let's, let's talk about application. So let's talk first. Number one, the biggest thing nowadays is, is climbing SRS. It's going to be redirects. You know, something that you can slap around a limb real quick and, and, and put your climbing line on it and redirect your climbing line into a good position to be able to, to make your cut. Um, this goes a long way. Super, so simple, so easy, um, but it's a, it's a fixed anchor in a tree that you can use for life support in, in a redirect. So different ways you can, I mean, talking about redirects is a whole other talk, so we won't even go down there, but that's one. Uh, two, uh, just if you're using them for, you know, you have a set for rigging. So I have one or two I use for redirects and climbing, and then I'll keep one or two that I use for rigging. When I say rigging, I'm talking about, you know, slinging up a limb and being able to cut it and then, you know, use that, use it to basically pull the branch and toss it into, uh, you know, your drop zone. So you can hold it, position limbs with it. Um, I've used it in scenarios where I hang my chainsaw in the tree. You know, I just wanted to rest my saw for a second. I don't want it sitting on my hip while I'm trying to perform a task. So I take my chainsaw off, I hang it in the tree. So, Smart. you know, good, good, good little thing to have. I've been in situations where your tie-ins, your tie-ins suck so bad that you don't have a position to put a footing on to make that cut and you don't have a limb or you don't have your spurs on because you're trying to prune and, and, and save this tree. You just got to make this one cut. So having a larger sling like this, you can sling up around the tree and put your foot inside of it. So you choke it to the trunk and now you got a foothold. Um, and sometimes you need two of those <laughs> to have two footholds uh, to put, put yourself in that position. And, you know, whether you carry it on your harness or not, at least have one in your bag. So when that time comes, uh, you're able to get that position. Because we all know, you know, positioning is everything. You know, if you can go back and look at the majority of the incidences that's that majority of incidents that happen in the industry, uh, whether it be line strikes or, you know, mishaps in, in performing a cut in the tree, you could trace that back to they weren't in a proper position, whether it be a pro not a proper time point, not allowing them to get in that position or not be able to get in the position they need to be to go far enough on that branch to make the cut or not in a good enough position to use a chainsaw in the right manner. So, uh, this is just another tool to put us in the optimal position to be to be a pro. Yep. What what um, you know the the individuals that come through the academy class? What would you say the percentage of those individuals who are climbers actually use that on a daily basis? Uh, I don't think many. You know, I don't think people really understand the value that something so small like this has for a few bucks. Um, will will totally change their perspective of work positioning. Now, I always say to, um, you know, if you have an older, you know, uh, a, a hitch cord, an I&I, &I, &I, and you're running through and maybe it's not burnt up completely, still has some life, but you don't feel, you know, feel comfortable using it as a hitch cord, take it out, put it into, um, 
you know, a sling, turn it, put a carabiner on it, put it on your harness. Now you have that little redirect that you can use, um, as well, but you know, nothing beats, no, nothing beats these, uh, Dyneema or Aramid slings. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And, and, uh, you know, would you say that's one of your number one tools that you have with you all the time? You know, I got to say it because I can't tell you how many times I've been in a pinch and this stupid little thing got me out of a pinch or it enabled me to get into a portion of a tree that I couldn't get into. Or, um, yeah, I got a good example. Uh, this was many, many years ago. I was working on this big live oak and I stepped out on this branch and it was a 10 inch diameter branch. It started to break underneath my feet. As it started to break, I leg locked it and I caught the branch with my feet. So now I'm hanging over a roof with a 10, 10 to 15 foot limb that I have leg locked under me and I can't drop it because it's going to land on the roof. I reached behind me real quick. I pulled my sling out. I slung up the tip. I clipped it onto my ring onto my, on my climbing system. And then I was able to manage getting another rope, tie it off real quick and lower it to the ground. So <laughs> uh, little things like that, it's, uh, they go a long way from a rescue uh, standpoint. You know, if I had to, you know, pick somebody off or use this as an additional pick point, create a false crotch um, to, for another tying point, uh, it goes it goes a long way. So, I, uh, fortunately, uh, fortunately, I've never had to use it in a rescue scenario, but I do teach using this in certain rescues. And scenarios. what's the cost on those? Gosh, this thing. Ha- I mean, depending on which one, you're under twenty bucks. So that that little twenty dollar tool saved you thousands of dollars of smashing on that roof. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's it saved me in in heartache too. Just uh, moving around trees. You know, I use this, I can use, well, this one's a flat, this one's a flat, uh, Dyneema strap. So, um, it can be used on rope. If you were to tie, say like climb heist or a prusik, it still could be used in a, as an ascent system. That's why I'm a real big fan of the aramid slings, um, aramid fiber, which are round and, uh, which are, you know, I'll read off the differences be- between the two, but the round ones you tie and they act more as a pressic on the rope. So uh, there's been many, many times I get to a point in the tree where I need to advance up another side of a spar, another side of a limb, or have two tie-in points to just hold myself and position myself for a minute. So rather than using the end of my line or rather than having a whole other climbing system, which most people don't have an entire another climbing system with them, right? Um, you have the sling. So you take it out, you tie a climb heist, you tie a prusik, uh, four, a six-coil prusik, and this ultimately turns into another ascent system. So now I can use this to ascend up the other side of the tree with addition to having my main climbing system. So it acts as a climbing system too. So that was one of the questions here, or one of the questions were, any concern with using uh, Dyneema slings as a prusik? So um, because di- well. I'll, I'll read off the comparison. So when we're talking about this, and I think where you're going with this, um, is I use these, especially uh, the Dyneema here, for ascent. So if I had to use this, I would use this to ascend up to a, a portion as a, with a Prusik, and then obviously redirect my main system or uh, to, you know, re, yeah, redirect or remove, remove my client main tie-in point into the point where I'm at. So I wouldn't run this up and down with the high heat mm-hmm. as an actual climbing system. I'd use it for ascent only. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. So just talk a little bit um, around this here is, you know, the difference when we're talking about, uh, let's just jump straight into the difference between Dyneema and Aramid. So, you know, uh, Adelrid makes a great Aramid sling. And that's, you know, one of my personal favorites because it's round and it really holds its shape and it works very well either as a prusik or my personal favorite is tying the climb heist and just take a bunch of wraps with it and tie a nice big long climb heist and it works very well for ascent um, as a backup. So I'm, what I'm saying is not as a solely 100% tied into it, but I'm using it as a secondary. Um, so the difference here, let's, uh, let's just talk real quick. So let you guys know the difference between when you hear Aramid and Kevlar, right? Because that's a... It's, it's a topic. So there's no difference between Kevlar and Aramid. So the stuff that they use and the fibers they use in, a, you know, our bulletproof vests and whatnot, mm-hmm. same fiber. Um, but the name Kevlar has been uh, trademarked, and that's why they can't use it. They had to come up with a different name. Different name. So, well, different name, but it's just the, fi- yeah. the fi- it's an Aramid fiber. Gotcha. Right. So when we refer it to, you know, Aramid, it's the same as Kevlar. So now we're talking the difference. So what's the difference between Dyneema and Aramid? So real quick here, Dyneema is virtually insensitive to UV radiation. All right. While Aramid reacts to UV radiation with aging loss and shrink the fibers. So, um, you know, we're out there in the sun and no matter what fibers we use, they're going to get beat up and they're going to degrade over time. Uh, but Dyneema is going gonna, is gonna to resist some of that a little bit better than the Aramid fibers. But when we're talking about those fibers, we have to remember Aramid is 15 times stronger than Dyneema. So there's a trade-off. There's a trade-off. So mm-hmm. UV radiation versus strength of the actual fiber itself. So what, what are you looking at inspecting on this? Um, so I would inspect this probably the same as any, any rope. You know, I'm looking for— you Especially know, for UV damage and things— yeah, well, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard with UV damage. I think this is kind of comes down to you know best. Don't share your gear. You know, you know what your gear has been through. You know what loads you've put it through. You know how long it's been sitting on your harness. You know, if I left one of these in the tree for a year and it's been sitting up there for whatever reason or I found it and, you know, it's been sitting in the sun, I probably wouldn't use that for live support. So, Good. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't use either one, even though one has you know, will degrade more with UV, with UV radiation. So, uh, I would say inspect it like you would any fiber. The difference behind, between this, you guys is, is, is this, is the diameter here. You're not, you're, even though it has the strength of, you know, it's 22 kilonewtons and it's extremely strong, uh, it's still a small piece of fiber. So we have to be, uh, really good with our gear or with our inspection and know what we're using it for. So we're not taking this and putting over sharp edges. We're not taking this and choking it onto, you know, certain um, pulleys or certain types of metals that have a really uh, either a jagged or a abrupt edge on it to where this is going to create a lot of friction at that point. So um, we just got to be smart about it and kind of recognize what, where we're using them and what we're using them on. All right. Cool. Anything else on the, on the, uh, slings? Uh, no, I mean, I can't, I can't tell you guys enough how, how much I can't express enough how important something so small like this is. And everybody has their preference of different lengths, different, uh, different types, different fibers, 
how they use it, how they apply it. But if you've never done it, you've never owned it for 20 bucks, <laughs> it's a no-brainer to me. I'd give it a shot. Oh, I do got one more oh, thing. Go for it. The way to attach it to a carabiner. Okay. I got. I got. I know we're probably running a little late here, but I think everybody would kind of appreciate this. Um, as you guys know, it's frustrating. You guys take a carabiner, you put it on your your harness, and it moves around, and it just it just it's sloppy. It's sloppy, especially when you're using it in certain configurations. So we say, okay, let's go ahead and choke it. So what happens now is you choke it. Right, it gets choked on there, and then over time, this thing starts to move around. Then it gets stuck, and then oh, oh, falls off. Right, so it's super. Fu- that's super frustrating because now you just lost your sling. It just fell off your harness when you were trying to take it on and off or whatever. So, um, I know this is probably a thing out there. Uh, I was playing around one day because that frustrated me. So, I was just playing around with how to terminate this onto my carabiner without tying a knot and have it easy on and off. So I'm sure this is a, a knot that somebody knows with the name. I was just farting and I came up with like it's a du- it's basically a double a double uh, girth. So we got our, if you get to your normal girth hitch, which is right there. I don't know if you guys can see that. So you get to your normal girth hitch, and then what you do, you go here. That's gonna be really hard for you guys to see. Yeah, people are listening to you. Yeah, and then you and- roll you roll it one more time. So you, you guys will see the fi- final product. Um, but it's basically two girth hitches. And it's kind of sloppy on the on the small uh, Dyneema webbing. But if you put this onto an Aramid uh, round sling, it comes out extremely sexy. It is extremely sexy. But this right here, it sits down really nice. And you can see you're not going to open that thing up. And it comes off really nice too. So now you have a nice, a nice setup that you can daisy chain and keep it nice and, nice and, you know, organized on your harness. Cool. And some of these, uh, you know, different usage and stuff. This is uh, some of these courses that we can put online. That's going to be coming out to our uh, new channel here. That's going to be launched here, guys. ATO. Uh, you're going to be able to see it here soon. We're going to be launching it uh, in the next probably two to three weeks. Uh, but a lot of these courses and classes and 5, 10, 15-minute uh, uh, teachings from Jared and a bunch of other people in our industry, uh, you're going to have access to to these courses, which is going to be cool. Well, cool. That was Gear Talk, man. All right. That was Not Gear Talk. Good. So, guys, thank you uh, for listening to the show today. If you liked it, loved it, share it. Uh, put it on your page for that. Uh, some cool things that are going to be coming down the road here for you and a bunch of other different products uh, that we'll be bringing to you. But this was an episode of Gear Talk. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Remember to continue to elevate the standard. See you. Bye. Peace.